Welcome to the Evolving Enterprises podcast. We have stories of growth and transformation. Does systems thinking work for everything? That's a question I'm asked so often. And the answer that I give is both yes and no. Mostly yes, actually. It works for a lot of things. It certainly doesn't work for everything. Let's think about the types of issue that we meet in the middle of a complex organisation. We meet some issues which are known as messes. A classic mess is defined by the fact that we know neither what to do nor how. So if we think about the situation in the UK in 2016, we'd voted for Brexit, we'd voted to leave the European Union, and yet there was no, no agreement to what we do or how we do it. Now, a classic symptom of a mess certainly doesn't mean there aren't people who are prepared to tell you. If you went to every pub the length and breadth of the UK, you would always find someone who would tell you exactly what to do. You'd have the person who'd slump back in their seat saying, oh, we should sock it to whoever it is. Just tell them this is what we're doing. But of course, that was never going to work. Um, even in some cases, people might have some great ideas. But because they haven't thought about the way that those ideas work with all the stakeholders in the system, those ideas aren't going to work particularly well or at all. So a mess is when we don't know what to do and don't know how to do it. And that means we collectively. The problem is when we know what to do but not how to do it. And a puzzle is when we know both what to do and how to do it. And it's simply a case of solving the puzzle. So a Rubik's Cube is a classic puzzle. Um, the fact that you know what to do and how to do it doesn't mean you can solve the Rubik's Cube. It just means you know how to turn the surfaces and ultimately um, aim to get to where you need to go, which is all the um, surfaces being the same colour. So puzzles aren't necessarily easy. Puzzles still need an analysis. But the most difficult type of issue that we meet in complex organisations is a mess, where there's literally no agreement. There's no commonality in across the, the stakeholder network as to what you do and how you do it. So systems thinking is most appropriate for a mess. It works really well with messes. And there are lots of messy problems around. The thing is, people aren't so great at recognising them as messes. And without systems thinking, what happens is people lob in solutions. They see something that's not working very well, and they feel, well, it's my job to make it work, so I'll just chuck something in, or I'll find someone who can tell me what to chuck in. And the problem with that is that when you lob in a solution, it tends not to work very well for a messy problem. I was recently at an event, and I was asked by someone, and well, if you think that this is so fantastic, then I'm, I'm just building a treehouse as a DIY activity in my spare time for my children. I bet it wouldn't help with that. And I said, you're on. OK, I like a challenge. So let's, let's try. I, I like asking interesting questions. And the first question I asked is, well, how far have you got with the treehouse? The answer was, not very far. I've bought the wood. OK, I said, how big is it? He said, well, it's two metres by three metres. And why is it that size? Well, because that's the size of the wood that was available. And I thought it would work well and it fits nicely in the tree. Ah, so um, that's being sized then according to the criteria of the wood. But there's quite a lot of stakeholders around if you think about it. I mean, for one thing, there's the children. 
And you know, what the children will want is some castle perched precariously, probably above the clouds, with their parents you know, looking on in, in terror as they climb more than the first couple of um, rungs of the ladder up to the treehouse. The parents as stakeholders will want something that's very safe and very low. Uh, there's the neighbours, of course, who may want it, or probably won't if they live quite nearby. Um, some may not care. Some might care a great deal about what's put in a tree uh, if it's near to their house. In the UK, the, the local authority have the control over what's built. And tree houses can form um, part of what they control. So you can't simply go and put up a tree house without thinking about the legislation and your effect on your neighbours. There are other aspects as well when you start to think about it. There's the, the training. I mean, you, know, you don't need to write a manual on how to, how to use the, the treehouse safely, but at some point the children will need to be shown uh, how to go up and down safely and what they can and can't do in that treehouse. There may be a need for equipment. There'll certainly be a need for a ladder. There'll be need for um, maintenance and safety inspections. So wood tends to rot, certainly in the UK, it rots at a phenomenal rate. And so something that was put up last year even can, if it's exposed to a lot of water, end up in quite a dangerous situation. So making sure that the main beams and the floor of the treehouse are safe would be an absolute priority. So the next question that I asked is, what does it look like? The answer? Well, duh, it looks like a treehouse. Simple as that. Then I asked, well, why do you want it? And the answer is, well, it's obvious. I said, tell me more. Well, because my children need somewhere fun to play. Why? Well, because they're bored playing with their toys on the ground. Why? Well, because their best friend has a treehouse and it's really fun. So does your treehouse have to be as good as the friend's one? Well, no way. It has to be better. So what's better? Well, stronger and more imposing and having more features. And how big's your friend's treehouse? The man started to frown. Where's well, about four metres square. It's a bit bigger than two metres by three metres. Suddenly the penny dropped. Something that's as simple as a treehouse isn't as simple as a treehouse. The big problem is, if you just throw in a solution, you'll often find that this solution is suboptimal. The number of times that I've seen people uh, essentially pick a, a tool or a piece of equipment that, on the face of it, should help them particularly when the brochure is very glossy and the people who are selling it are um, very keen to show you how wonderful it is. But often people find that those tools and those um, pieces of equipment that they buy are much less useful in practice because they didn't really think it through. They didn't think about how that uh, entity would plug into everything else and how it would grow with their business and how it would work and how they would change as they got that, that entity. And the treehouse? Well, we haven't really even begun to think about the height um, the treehouse should be or the neighbours yet. Um, maybe we'd get more re less resistance, perhaps, if the treehouse was one colour and more if it was another. Maybe if it looked very natural and was painted dark brown, maybe that would be good. Look very imposing, perhaps. Maybe it would look more imposing if it was a really stark, you know, different colour. And maybe in some situations, the neighbours wouldn't care if if they're not overlooked. So, 
And that simple look at a treehouse can reveal so much about the way that people think and throw solutions into activities. So what about other projects? What about the things that we encounter in our daily working lives? Well, systems thinking allows us to see other ways forward. And one of the things that's really important is to spend time in the position of your stakeholders, to try to see the opportunity from the, the, the eyes of the stakeholders, as well as seeing the risks. Many corporations are wedded to minimising risks, pushing risks down, particularly those in the public sector. And while you're busily trying to minimise all possibility that your data might get lost, a whole lot of other opportunities just kind of sail by. Now, I'm not suggesting we abandon our um, need to make sure that our workplaces are safe and that our data is well looked after, but it's more about getting that balance right, that essentially the opportunities are out there and we have a certain amount of time and we can either dedicate ourselves to just thinking about risk or we can think about opportunity and risk together. Ultimately, we want to make better decisions. Ultimately, we want to enhance the projects that we work on. And this approach, this systems thinking approach, can make such a difference to our projects. If nothing else, thinking about where our activity is, is immensely important. So if we go back to where we started with the mess, the problem and the puzzle, most people would naturally reach for the puzzle if you asked them you know, what needed to be done. The treehouse example is a perfect example of that. You know what to do, you know how to do it. You go out, you buy the wood, you cut it up, you put it in the tree. Ah, but that ignores a whole lot of connections and a whole lot of stakeholders. So this is very much a messy problem. It's the same thing when we're buying software, when we're buying hardware for our, our businesses. It's the same thing whether we're upgrading a small um, sort of data management system in a smaller organisation or we're upgrading some of the largest organisations in the world. We so often stray into a mess and we are so unaware of it. And so the first thing is to recognise that many things are messy. And I would almost challenge people that what's the rationale for it not being a mess? Once we've got to that point and we've realised that we're probably dealing with a mess, what do we do? What's the, what's the next set of things that we need to think about? Well, just as in the Treehouse project, we need to think about who our stakeholders are, who they really are, and how they see this. So different, different things are seen by different people in different ways. So the Treehouse is seen by um, the parents in that example as uh, something of a, a, a wonderful toy and a bit of a status symbol. It's seen by the children as this great fun thing it's maybe seen by some neighbours as, well, a bit of a folly, you know, nothing particularly special, but others it's perhaps the worst thing that's ever happened. It's something that overlooks their garden, and so those stakeholders would be very minded to call up the local council in the UK um, and see if they could get the, the treehouse removed. Those neighbours who really don't care too much would probably be less worried about the fact that Maybe it does um, breach the um, uh, planning rules a little bit, but you know, if they're not bothered by it, well, nobody's going to worry too much. And so it's the same with, with any project. The first thing we really need to think about is all of the stakeholders, including those that have a silent um, sort of you know, uh, 
voice, those that, that don't have a voice at the, the, the table or the, um, the place in which the decisions are being made. Because in the end, you know, things will come back to, um, you know, to, to cause a problem. In the previous po- podcast, we talked about the post office and the horizon system. And uh, that was something that was very much pushed through by the uh, Fujitsu contractors and the post office centrally. And in the end, uh, the issues did come to light. In the end, the postmasters are thankfully um, seeing a bit of justice, those that have lived long enough to uh, see the, you know, the, the, the pendulum swing back in, um, in a little bit in their favour at least. And so as much as we can ignore the silent you know, stakeholders for a little bit, we can't ignore them for very long and uh, their, their voice will be heard eventually. So systems thinking is really important in making sure that we are aligning our projects with our stakeholder group and making sure that we are treating our systems appropriately. Systems thinking is really important for making sure that we walk that journey from a mess through a problem to a puzzle. So we start to inform ourselves about what we do and then how we do it collectively as a group. And that's so vital. If we can do that and we can make sure that we get that right, then we'll be in a position where we move forward on solid ground. We have a a requirement, which is a true, real requirement, not one that's just kind of half-baked and thought up uh, in in, in the the, the spirit of the moment, but something that truly reflects what we really need. Once we understand that requirement, we don't have the difficulty of lobbing in things that may or may not work. We can truly assess our solutions on how well they meet the criteria that we've established. And those, those criteria are then devised from what we really need. And I kept asking why to the man uh, who wanted the, to build the treehouse. Because in the end, if you keep on asking why, you know, why this and why this and why and why and why, you ultimately get to the truth. And the truth of the situation here was that, you know, the, the friends of the children had got a really great treehouse and their, their treehouse was so much better than the, the family who wanted one. So, of course, it's human nature that you want something that is better than your, your friend. And once we got to the real crux of this, we can then start to find solutions that actually work we can find that we're, we're dealing with the real problem, not simply um, some, somebody's view of what the problem might be. That's, in a nutshell, the approach that we take in systems thinking. All the methodologies, all the approaches help to reinforce that, uh, that general direction of sorting out um, the, the mess and finding solutions that fit and will uh, move that mess forward. Systems thinking is immensely powerful. It's immensely useful. And uh, as I said right at the beginning, it's suitable for most things, for any real business problem. I would highly recommend using the systems thinking approach. It's really straightforward to apply. It doesn't take very much time. And the, the results can be immensely dramatic in moving a project forward. This is the Evolving Enterprises podcast. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 